Tuhan Yesus terima kasih untuk pagi hari ini. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Dan kami datang karena kami mengasihi Engkau, Tuhan. We've come here because we love you, God. Kami mau Engkau terjemahkan setiap kami di dalam uh, untuk firman-Mu pagi hari ini supaya kami bisa mengerti firman Tuhan. Supaya firman ini menjadi satu pegangan dalam hidup kami di kemudian hari. So that this word can become the foundations in our life. Rapi setiap kami Tuhan. Bless us, Lord, this morning. Dalam nama Yesus, Amen. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Boleh duduk semuanya. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And Grace, di sini Grace tadi kebaktian yang pertama atau yang kedua? Pertama, tahu Grace ya? Grace, are you here? Not Grace, my daughters, but the other Grace. The other Grace. Yang pertama tadi ya, oke, okay, good. So, anyway, selamat datang bagi anda yang baru pertama datang kemari. Uh, good morning, so welcome for those who first come to this church. Bagi anda yang baru hadir pagi ini, kami sedang membahas kotbah seri dari buku Samuel. So we have um, talk about the book of Samuel, a series of sermons. Kenapa saya pilih buku Samuel, saudara? Why do I choose the book of Samuel? Karena kejadian ini tertulis persis. Uh, karena kejadian Samuel ini ditulis untuk bisa kita apply dalam hidup kita sehari-hari saudara. Because this book is so applicable to our lives. Sangat relevan sekali. Very relevant. Jadi orang Kristen bukanlah tidaklah seperti apa yang dari khotbah yang saudara dengar ataupun dari pendeta anda di Indonesia. The Christian life is not like all this cliche or a lot of many people preachers talk about the good things only. Saudara, kalau saya sudah 36 tahun ada di sini dan melayani Tuhan, dan saya harap saudara bisa apa itu namanya? Saya bisa berkati hidupmu melalui pengajaran dari firman Tuhan. I hope that this morning you can be blessed from the Word of God. Since I've experienced serving the Lord for many, many years. Semakin anda dan saudara tinggal lama di dalam satu penderitaan atau masalah, semakin kuat karakter saudara dan saya. The more you are exposed to pressure and challenges, I think the stronger is your faith. Saudara, kalau di Hollywood dikatakan bahwa kita harus mengejar happiness. In Hollywood, it says that we need to chase for happiness. Tapi di dalam Alkitab kita nggak pernah nemukan kalau saudara dan saya harus mengejar happiness. But that's not true. That's not according to the Bible. We don't chase for happiness. Kalau pendeta katakan saudara harus bahagia, saudara harus eh saudara harus mengejar kebahagiaan, saya bilang sama saudara itu bisa, tetapi saudara lebih banyak kita menderita daripada bahagia. So if a preacher tells you like you have to chase for happiness, yes, that could happen, but it's it's not like that. Challenges will always come in life, and it's more important. Karena Musa katakan begini, usia saudara dan saya kalau paling lama bisa 80 tahun, tetapi banyak penderitaan kita alami. According to Moses, like I mean, your our age average on 80 years old, and we have a lot of challenges in our life. Jadi semakin lama anda tinggal dalam satu masalah, maka semakin besar, eh semakin kuat karaktermu. The longer you face challenges, you become stronger in character. Alkitab mengatakan Amsal 21 ayat 2 mengatakan setiap orang adalah lurus menurut pandangannya sendiri, tetapi Tuhan yang menguji hatimu. According to Proverb one, was it on? Twenty one. Twenty one. 
Yeah, first like, one, two. First two, isn't it? Okay, yeah. First yeah, we two. We have yeah. it there, yeah. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs their hearts. Saudara bilang, katakan begini. Saudara bisa katakan demikian. Uh, Pastor, saya sudah melakukan yang baik, yang benar. Tetapi kok bisa hidup saya begini? You can say like, Pastor, we have done everything that's right, but why my life is like this? Saudara Tuhan menguji hati saudara bukan uh, benar atau salahnya yang saudara perbuat. But God sees the, your heart and tests your heart. Amsal 4 ayat 23 mengatakan begini, dari hatimu terpancar sebuah kehidupan. Oleh sebab itu jagalah hatimu dalam segala kewaspadaan. It says in Proverbs 4 verse 23, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it all flows the spring of life. Bagi Tuhan, hati saudara itu penting sekali. For God, your heart is important. Bukan penampilan saudara. It's not your appearance. Bukan skill saudara ataupun kesuksesan saudara. It's not your skill or your success. Daud secara penampilan dia orang yang cabi dan ganteng saudara. David appearance is chubby and um, handsome. Dia seorang celebrity, seorang talented, seorang pemusik, seorang penyanyi. He would be a celebrity or he's very talented, he's a musician. Dia a seorang pahlawan yang bisa mengalahkan Goliath. And a hero who, who defeat Goliath. David menjadi Daud menjadi role model bagi anak-anak muda pada zaman hidup dia dulu. David had become the role model of the youngsters in, during that era. Karena ketenaran David Daud maka Saul Raja Saul mengangkat dia menjadi mantunya. Because of his popularity, he, he, Saul chose him as his in, uh, son-in-law. Apa yang menjadi kekurangan Daud waktu itu? He's got everything. David's got everything. Tapi Tuhan mengizinkan Daud untuk dikejar eh, menjadi burunan dan nyawanya sangat berharga, saudara. Bagi orang yang membunuh Daud, harganya apa? Nyawanya itu uh, dikasih price, saudara. But God allowed David to experience challenges being chased by Saul. His life was in danger. 22 tahun lamanya Daud dikejar oleh Saul. For 22 years he was chased by Saul. Dia hidup dari satu padang gurun ke padang gurun yang lain. He lived from one desert to another desert. Sampai akhirnya dia memutuskan untuk pindah tinggal di negeri Filistin saudara musuh Israel until he decided to stay in Philistines uh, is the enemy of Israel karena pikir Daud supaya Saul tidak lagi mengejar dia dan mem- mau bem- membunuh dia because David then thought like then Saul will be not be able to chase him anymore 16 bulan lamanya dia tinggal di negeri Filistin for 16 months he stayed in the Philistines saudara dari hidup Daud, saudara dan saya harus belajar satu hal. From David's life, we have to learn one thing. Tetap setia kepada Tuhan dan jangan pernah mempertanyakan kebaikan Tuhan. Stay faithful with God and never question His goodness. Apapun kondisi anda, anda tetap harus percaya Tuhan itu baik. What, whichever the condition, whatever the situation, God is good. Ingat hidup orang Kristen bukan mengejar berkat. So remember Christianity Christian's life is not chasing for blessing. Hidup sebagai orang Kristen tidak ada istilah bad atau good luck. We we don't have a term called bad luck or good luck. Tidak ada istilah kebetulan, Saudara. There is no coincidence. For Kenapa us. saya katakan demikian? Why do I say this? Karena waktu saya siapkan khotbah ini saya sedang nonton film The Finest Hours, The True Story about uh, apa nih tentang uh, satu penyelamatan, Saudara. 
Because when I was preparing for this sermon, I was watching a movie called The Finest Hours, uh, Finest, uh, Finest Hour. And it's a story about um, the saving, story, saving somebody. Yeah. It's a true story yeah. about saving somebody. Nah, hari ini kita akan melihat 1 Samuel 29 yang merupakan Finest Hour bagi Daud. So today we're going to look at 1 Samuel 29, which is the finest hour for David. Kenapa saya katakan the finest hour? Di tengah-tengah tidak ada lagi kita lihat uh, jalan keluar di situ. Divine apa, intervensi di situ tangan Tuhan yang membawa, melepaskan mereka. Why do I call it the finest hour? Because in the, middle, in the midst of not finding any way out, um, God intervened and His divine intervention happened. 1 Samuel 29 ayat 1 sampai 11. Ivan tolong baca Ivan. 1 Samuel uh, 29, 1-11. Supaya saudara mengerti sedikit jalan ceritanya. Now the Philistines had gathered all their forces at Apek. And the Israelites were encamped by the spring that is in Jezreel. As the Lord of the Philistine was passing on the hundreds and by a thousand, and David and his men were passing on the rear of Achish, the, com the co commanders of Philistine said, What are these Hebrew, Hebrew doing here? And Achish said to the commanders of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, king of Israel, who had, had been with me now for days and years, and since he deserted to me, I have found no fault in him to this day. But the commanders of the Philistines, Philistines were angry with him, and the commanders of the Philistines said to him, send the man back, that, that he may return to the place where which you have assigned him. He shall not go down with us to the battle, lest in the battle he became on our adversary to us. For how could this fellow reconcile himself to the, to the Lord, mm -hmm. to his Lord? Would it not be with the head of the man here? Is this not David, of whom they sing to one another in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Achish called David and said to him, As the Lord lives, you have been honest to me, and it seemed right that you should march out and in with me in the campaign. For, what I, for I have found nothing wrong in you from the day that you, you, you're coming to me to this day. Nevertheless, the Lord do not approve you. So go back now and go peacefully, peacefully, uh, that you may not displease the Lord of the Philistines. And David said to the Achish, but what have I done? What have, what have you found in your servant from the day that I entered to your service until now, that I may not go and fight against the enemy of my Lord, the king? And Achish answered David and said, I know that you are as blameless in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us to the battle. Mm. Now, the, now then rise early in the morning with the servant of the Lord who came with you, and start early in the morning and depart as soon as you have light. Okay. As David set out with his men early in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines, but the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Okay, kita lanjutkan dengan 1 Korintus 10 ayat 13. Ivan bacakan uh, yang ada linknya nanti saat, yeah. uh, dengan peristiwa okay. ini. Let me read you 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Um, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. 
but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Ya, kita lanjutkan Roma 8:28 yang terakhir. And then Roman 8:28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Saudara seperti saya katakan judul ini saya berikan The Finest Hours bagi Daud karena saya nonton film tersebut Saudara. Yeah, I, I gave the title of this sermon The Finest Hours because I watched that movie. Saudara Raja Akis ini raja orang Filistin sayang sekali sama Daud. This king of Philistines named Achish really liked and loved David. Selama 16 bulan dia mempercayai Daud selalu membawa keuntungan bagi negerinya. He believes for 16 months David has brought good luck uh, to, to the country. Bahkan tiga kali Achish memuji Daud, Saudara. Three times even three times Achish was praising Pertama David. dia katakan tidak kudapati sesuatu kesalahan padanya. The first the first one is I don't see any mistake. He was blameless. David was blameless. Lalu dia katakan yang kedua, orang ini jujur. Aku tidak mendapatkan kejahatan pada dirinya. And the second one is David is honest and I don't see any wickedness in him. Lalu yang ketiga dia katakan orang ini utusan seperti utusan malaikat. And number three, this David is look like, is like an angel from God. Tetapi komandan-komandan Filistin yang lainnya itu curiga sama Daud. Um, but the rest of the commanders of the Philistine didn't trust David. Mereka nggak suka sama Daud. Mereka merasa ada something orang ini, ada something wrong orang dengan orang ini. They didn't trust David. They think that something is really wrong about this guy. Akhirnya mereka argue sama raja mereka yaitu Akis dan karena Akis sudah membela Daud dan tidak memiliki jalan keluar, akhirnya Daud dirilis dari peperangan. So the commander was arguing with Akis's king about David and then because there's no way out um Akish sent David to uh, to leave. Saudara Raja Akis ini salah sebenarnya terhadap apa apa yang dia pikirkan tentang Daud sementara komandannya Akis ini benar apa yang dia pikirkan tentang Daud. Actually um Akish was wrong about David. Actually the commander judgment was correct was true about David. Akis ini menyembunyikan musuh saudara uh, seorang musuh saudara. Akish was hiding an enemy. Nah, di dalam 1 Samuel 29, 1 Samuel 29 dan 1 Samuel 28 itu sebenarnya dahulunya 1 Samuel 29, baru 1 Samuel 28, saudara. So I think it's supposed to be in the 1 Samuel 28 or in 1 Samuel 29, so 1 Samuel 29 supposed to go first. Is that what you say? Yes. Karena Satu hari sebelum peperangan besar direncanakan oleh orang Filistin untuk mem- menyerang uh, orang-orang Israel, saudara. Because one day before the Philistine was planning to attack the Israelites. Nah, sementara orang Filistin ada di Apek. Uh, while the Philistines in Apek. Dan orang Israel ada di Giboa. And the Israelites is in Giboa. Malam itu, saudara, Saul gelisah. That night, Saul was feeling uneasy. Karena Tuhan tidak menjawab dia. Because God didn't answer him. Akhirnya Saul malam itu memutuskan untuk pergi ke Endor mencari seorang tukang kwami atau perempuan yang bisa memanggil arwah. That's why Saul decided to go to Endor to, to see the the witch. Nah, waktu perempuan ini memanggil arwah saudara, ternyata Nabi Samuel yang muncul. 
when the witch called for the spirit, apparently Samuel came out. Dan Samuel katakan kepada uh, kepada Saul, besok hari engkau dan anak-anakmu akan mati terbunuh. And Samuel said that night that tomorrow that you will be you and your children will be killed. Jadi saudara Daud sama sekali nggak tahu peristiwa ini. So David didn't even know about this. Jadi waktu itu Raja Akis membawa membawa apa Daud untuk memeriksa barisan pasukan Filistin. So Akis was taking David, Akis and David was checking the the troops. Tapi setelah mereka memeriksa barisan itulah akhirnya komandan daripada Filipin menolak Daud. But as they were preparing the the troops And that's when the commander was actually um, arguing about David. Jadi saudara, di sini kita lihat sebenarnya Daud uh, istilahnya dia ikut salah, enggak ikut juga salah, saudara. So David was in a very difficult position. If he goes, it's actually quite wrong. If he doesn't go, it's wrong too. Nah, cuma waktu kita baca firman tadi, saudara dikatakan Daud, kenapa emangnya gua enggak boleh ikut? Apa salah gua? But if we read in the in the in the Bible, like what what's my why could I go? Jadi Daud sama sekali tidak sadar bahwa peperangan besar ini akan mematikan uh, Saul bersama dengan putranya. Because then David didn't realize that this battle will actually kill get will get Saul and the son, the, the sons die. Peristiwa inilah merupakan the finest hours bagi Daud. This event is going to be the finest hours for David. Nah, saudara Daud orangnya sebenarnya eh, sebenarnya Daud orang yang setia kepada Tuhan dan kepada Raja Saul. Actually David is very faithful to God and to Saul. Sekalipun dia memutuskan untuk pindah ke Filistin bukan berarti dia kompromi dengan orang-orang Filistin. Even though he decided to move to, to the Philistine with the Philistines but that mean that he will compromise his heart. Saya masih ingat beberapa minggu lalu istri saya katakan dia sebut Daud mengatakan demikian. Tuhan menghargai orang-orang yang setia dan hidup dalam kebenaran. I remember my wife was preaching in, him, in her sermon that God says to David that he will honor and he will remember all the goodness that went by the by David. Saudara, dalam posisi ini, saya enggak tahu bagaimana Daud mem, apa, memikirkan apa yang dia pernah katakan, orang eh, Tuhan menghargai orang yang setia dan hidup dalam kebenaran. In this position, I don't know how would David think about his faithfulness. Tapi saudara Saudara harus percaya Tuhan punya rencana yang berbeda. Saudara sebelum kejadian ada dalam satu kejadian dalam hidupmu Tuhan sudah melihat akhir dari awal kejadian itu. Before anything, before any event of your life, God has already thought about the end of that event. Tuhan memiliki apa itu nak big picture dalam hidup saudara dan saya? God sees the big picture about your life and mine. Oleh sebab itu di tengah-tengah Daud kecepit saudara, Tuhan memberikan satu solusi. When David was in a difficult position, God gave him a solution. Dia membuat komandan orang-orang Filistin benci sama Daud. So he made the commanders argue and dislike David. Waktu Akis memaksakan komandannya supaya Daud ikut berperang, komandannya menolak. When Akis asked David to come, but the commanders refused that decision. Saudara, genap seperti apa yang dikatakan Kitab Amsal 21 ayat 1, saudara. It, it fulfill what it says in the uh, Psalm 21 verse 1. Saudara dikatakan begini, 
Hati seorang raja itu seperti eh, amsal. Arti seorang raja itu seperti batang sungai, saudara. Dialirkan kemana dia mau. So the king's heart is is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turn it whenever he will. Saudara dan saya harus belajar kitab amsal. You and I, we need to learn about Proverbs. Setiap kali kalau saudara menghadapi orang atau manajermu atau orang dalam bisnis yang stubborn, saudara yang keras yang nggak bisa dibilang, saudara ingat ayat ini. Every time you face anyone who's stubborn, even in in your business, you remember this verse. Karena Tuhan yang bisa merubah hati seseorang bukan saudara dan saya. Because only God can move people someone's heart. Oleh sebab itu tujuan saudara dan saya menginjil seseorang bukan merubah hidup orang itu, tapi biarkan Tuhan yang merubah hidup orang itu. So whenever we share a gospel, when we share about God, it's not our strength to to change that person, but it's up to God to change that. Saudara. Kenapa doa itu penting, saudara? Why prayer is important? Untuk saudara mengerti hati Tuhan. So that you understand the heart of God. Saudara nggak bisa merubah situasi keadaanmu. So you can't change situations of your life. Saudara nggak bisa merubah hati situasi uh, hati orang tuamu. You can't change the heart of a person or your parents. Tapi Tuhan bisa merubah semuanya. But God can do it. Melalui doa. From through prayers. Nah, dari pihak Daud peristiwa ini sama sekali dia tidak tahu kalau hari eh, besok hari dalam peperangan besar ini Saul dan anak-anaknya akan mati. David didn't know that the Saul and the children will die tomorrow. Oleh sebab itu Tuhan bebaskan dia melalui komandan daripada Filistin. But God released him from that burden through the act of the commanders of the Philistines. Saudara, dua hal yang kita bisa belajar dari kejadian ini. Two things that we can learn from this event. Yang pertama saudara harus ingat Tuhan selalu melihat akhir dari awal kejadian ini. The first one you have to remember that God will see the he's already seen the end of every event in your life. Kalau ada problem dalam hidup saudara jangan lalu putuskan enggak mau ke gereja lagi, enggak mau baca firman Tuhan, enggak mau lagi doa segalanya. Jangan, Saudara. If there's a problem in your life, don't decide to not to go to church, don't want to pray, don't want to read the Bible, don't. Karena Tuhan punya eh, Tuhan melihat a big picture. Because God sees the big picture. Sebelum Anda bisa melihat, Dia melihat terlebih dahulu apa yang akan terjadi. Even before you be able to see it, God already seen it. Saudara Daud dalam situasi kejepit, Saudara. David is a very difficult position. Saudara kalau dia ikut pada waktu itu. Imagine if he went with Achish. Saul mati dalam peperangan itu. Saul, die, Saul will die in the battle. Katakan bukan Daud yang bunuh Saul. Even if David is not the one who killed him. Tapi reputasi dia sudah rusak. But his reputation will be destroyed. Karena waktu Daud menjadi raja, Saudara. Because when David was king, ada Dua suku yaitu suku Yehuda, keturunan Yehuda dan suku Israel keturunan apa yang yang lainnya itu harus Daud satukan. Because there are two tribes, the Jehuda, the Jehuda, the tribe of Jehuda and Israelite. During his reign, David need to unite them. Daud dari keturunan Yehuda. David from Jehuda is the descendant of the Jehuda. Sedangkan Saul dari keturunan Benyamin, orang-orang Israel. Saul is from Benjamin. Bayangkan kalau itu gosip isu di mana dikatakan dalam peperangan ini Daud membunuh Saul dan anak-anaknya. Imagine if the gossip and the issue says that David killed Saul and the sons. 
Daud tidak bisa menyatukan kerajaannya. David won't be able to unite the, his uh, kingdom. Oleh sebab itu Tuhan tahu apa yang dia kerjakan. So God already sees that. Dia izinkan komandan Palestin untuk kick out Daud dari peperangan. So God allow the commanders to push David away from the war. Hal yang kedua, Saudara, the second thing, church. Yang kedua adalah pada waktu Daud sedang deal dengan orang-orang dengan Raja Akish, saudara. When David was dealing with the king of Akish, King Akish, maka kota Siklak yang diberikan Akish kepada Daud dan kepada uh, tentara untuk tentara-tentara Daud dan Daud keluarganya seluruh keluarganya tinggal di Siklak. Um, the city of Siklak, which was given by Akish to the, for David and the, the family to stay. Tanpa pengetahuan Daud dan tentaranya, kota ini sedang diserang oleh orang Amalek. Kota ini dibakar rata dan kemudian istri anak-anak mereka ditawan orang Amalek. And the city was burned, uh, burned down, and then the, the wife and all the children was uh, taken away. Daud enggak tahu peristiwa itu. David didn't know about that. Tuhan tahu. But God knows. Oleh sebab itu Tuhan memaksakan supaya komandan itu mengusir Daud dan Daud pulang ke selatan yaitu ke kota Siklak. That's why God planned for David to leave to Ziklag. Saudara, sementara orang Filistin ke selatan ke utara untuk berperang dengan pasukan Israel. Eh, Israel. When the Philistines go to the north for the battle to fight the Israelites. Saudara, Tuhan tahu apa yang dia kerjakan. God knows what he's doing. Seandainya telat sedikit, saudara, maka keluarga Daud bersama tentaranya, saudara, itu akan tidak akan diketemui lagi di apa? Tidak akan diketemui lagi, saudara. Imagine if, we, if David is late, he's not going to be able to see that family again. Di dalam 1 Korintus 10 ayat 13 mengatakan. In the first Corinthians um, 10, 10 verse 13. Ya, yeah, ingat saudara, betapa sulit pun kondisi anda, Tuhan akan berikan jalan keluar bagimu. Ketika anda berada di dalam suatu situasi di mana anda tergoda untuk melakukan hal yang tidak benar. Saudara ditekan untuk melakukan hal yang salah atau untuk menyesuaikan diri dengan dunia ini. When you need to be relevant to the world or you're being pressured to do the, the, the things according to the world. Saudara, percayalah Tuhan akan berikan jalan keluar bagimu. Church, believe this. God will give you a way. Kenapa saya senang dengan film The Finest Hour, Saudara? Why do I like this movie, The Finest Hour? Saya bikin sedikit ceritanya, saya singkatin sedikit. Let me summarize the story for you. Saudara, sesuatu... Cerita ini terjadi tahun tahun 1950-an. This story happened in 1950s. Ada satu kapal tanker yang besar sekali, saudara. There was a big tanker ships. Ya, karena pada waktu itu musim badai, saudara, hurricane, maka kapal tanker ini di tengah laut terpecah jadi dua. It was a storm, stormy season, so the, this tanker was broken in half. Nah. Separuhnya jatuh ke laut tenggelam, tapi yang separuhnya saudara masih bisa dikendalikan dengan 22 awak kapal saudara. Half of the ship actually sinks into the sea. The other, the other half is still being able to stay afloat with the other 22 crews. Nah, 
Jauh dari situ saudara, dari uh, dimana kapal tanker ini sedang berjuang saudara. Jauh dari situ ada satu kota kecil dimana uh, mereka akan kirim orang untuk melihat situasi keadaan kapal tanker ini. Uh, far from that area, there was the city to, to, that did seize. So the city can actually, sorry. Um, uh, mereka, ya, yeah, kota kecil dan mereka itu... Uh, Orang-orang yang disebut namanya God, ya tuh ya, yang apa, uh, yang penyelamat, ya, God, oh, ya, okay. ya oke, okay. yang yeah. akan dikirim untuk melihat situasi keadaan di sana. Yeah, there's a city where they have a rescue guard team for the ships that are going to be sent. Saudara, karena itu uh, hari Kain, maka tidak ada yang berani pergi untuk ke tengah lautan. Because it was a hurricane, so nobody was daring enough to go into the sea. Tapi ada empat orang yang berani mengkorbankan hidup mereka untuk itu. Walaupun ini sesuatu yang impossible, tetapi mereka berani korbankan. Beberapa hari mereka melawan harikin badai yang besar di tengah laut dengan kapal yang hanya muat seharusnya 10 orang saja saudara. So they were for for few days they were battling against the storm in really small ships. Sudah satu kali badai terlalu besar kapal itu hampir tenggelam dan pecah dia punya kompasnya saudara. And one time the, the the storm rises and it breaks the compass. Saudara akhirnya mereka di tengah lautan mereka nggak tahu mau kemana karena nggak ada kompasnya. So they didn't even know the directions because they don't have any compass. Tetapi Kaptennya bilang gini, udah kita flow aja dengan keadaan. So the captain said, but the captain said, let's just flow with the situation. Beberapa hari kemudian, saudara, mereka menemukan kapal tanker ini. A few days after that, they found the tanker ship. Dan waktu mereka tanya berapa orang di situ. And then when they asked how many people in the in the ship. 22. There were 22 people on the tanker ship. Kapal yang mereka bawa ini hanya kapasitas 10 orang. And this, the, the small rescue boat was can only fit 10 people. Total harus 26 orang ya semuanya di dalam satu kapal. So the total will be 22 plus 4, which is 26 in one small boat. Kak, kaptennya bilang begini, kita sudah sampai di sini, kita bantu mereka semuanya, either kita mati semua, atau kita hidup semua. Um, the captain says this, let's just help them. It's either we all die or we all we help them. Saudara saya senang sekali keputusannya. Kita mati semua atau kita hidup semua. I like his decisions. Either we all die together or gak, we live together. Gak ada yang tinggal left behind, saudara. And no one will be left behind. Lalu kapten kapal tanker bilang, oke, okay, sekarang kita ada di boat. Bagaimana sekarang kita kembali? Karena kompasnya nggak ada. Then now the, the tanker ship's captain says, how can we return to shore since we don't have any compass? Tapi akhirnya mereka putuskan, kita percaya kamu uh, sebagai kapten yang kapal kecil ini sudah <coughs> kita percaya kamu. Karena kamu sudah sampai sini tanpa kompas, biarlah kamu bawa kita kembali ke tempat semula. But then everybody, everyone agrees to the um, captain of the rescue boat that you've already reached our ships without a compass and we trust you're gonna bring us back to shore. Nah, saudara waktu mereka selamat sampai kembali ke tempat pelabuhan. So when they're safe and they reach the land. Ini saudara yang saya senang sekali mereka bilang tidak ada yang tidak ada yang kebetulan. There is no coincidence. Tidak ada bad luck and good luck. There is no bad luck, there's no good luck. Saudara, 
The finest hour itu penting dalam hidup saudara dan saya. The finest hour is important for you. Oleh sebab itu saudara harus percaya segala sesuatu adalah dalam kendali Tuhan. So you have to believe that everything happened for a reason within God's sovereignty. Sering sekali saudara dan saya ditolak. Ini kenapa sih orang ini enggak suka sama saya? Enggak apa-apa saudara. Many times we are being rejected and we don't understand why. It's okay. Enggak usah peduli. Saudara enggak usah tarik, cari tahu kenapa sih lu benci sama gua. You don't have to be worried about that. You don't have to even find out why you hate me. Daud tidak pernah cari tahu kenapa ini komandan enggak suka sama gua. I never, David never really found out why the commanders didn't really like him. Saudara, akhirnya dia menyadari kalau bukan intervensi Tuhan, tidak mungkin dia bisa menyelamatkan keluarganya dari kota Siklak, saudara, dari serangan orang-orang Amalek. But in the end, David realized that without God, he wouldn't be able to save his family. Roma 8 ayat 28 mengatakan begini. Roman 8:28 says this. Sekarang Tuhan, sekarang Tuhan, eh sekarang kita tahu bahwa Tuhan turut bekerja dalam segala sesuatu untuk mendatangkan kebaikan. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His yes. purpose. Semua mereka yang terpanggil. Dan kepunyaan dia, saudara. Tadi Jesse katakan, Tuhan mengenal kepunyaannya. Saudara, apapun situasimu, bagaimanapun keadaanmu, jangan pernah berpikir bahwa engkau dalam keadaan bad luck. Whatever situations, circumstances you are facing right now, never think that you are in a bad luck position. Kita hidup dalam satu situasi yang sangat sangat terchallenge sekali iman kita. We are living in an era where our faith will be challenged. Kita harus mengikuti mereka. Kalau mereka gila, kita harus ikuti mereka gila. Yeah, we have to stay relevant to the world. If they are crazy, we have to go crazy too. Dunia tidak lagi mengakui adanya absolut. Tetapi semua relatif. The world doesn't believe in the absolute truth, but everything is relative. Saudara, saudara harus percaya bahwa kita punya absolute thing, saudara. You have to believe that we have absolute truth. Yusuf mengalami penderitaan ketika orang tuanya memilih kasih terhadap dirinya daripada kakak-kakaknya. Joseph experienced sufferings because of the his parents was biased towards their brothers. Kalau orang tuamu tidak suka engkau, if your parents doesn't like you, kalau dia membandingkan kau dengan saudaramu, if they make comparisons to your siblings, saya bilang saudara, saudara harus bisa tahu bahwa ini pun dalam kendali Tuhan. You have to believe. I'm telling you that this is still within God's control. Jangan benci keluargamu. Don't hate your family. Karena melalui hidupmu Tuhan bisa balikkan semua untuk yang baik. Because from through your circumstances and your life, God can turn it into good. Ayub saudara hidup benar di hadapan Tuhan. Job live live blamelessly before the Lord. Ayub kaya dan dia hidup sungguh-sungguh di hadapan Tuhan. Job was very wealthy um, and lived faithfully in 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 God, in God. Satu kali Tuhan datangkan musibah, anak-anaknya mati dan Ayub menderita penyakit yang tidak bisa disembuhkan. One day God allow Job to experience to lost their children and to experience sickness that can be cured. Tapi hidup Ayub dibalikkan Tuhan. 
Dan akhirnya dia menuai lipat kali ganda dari semulanya. But God turned around Job's life and he gave him multiple multiplications. Amsal katakan begini saudara, menurut pandangan saudara dan saya, kita ini benar. Prophet said that according to us we are righteous, we are right. Tuhan bilang no. But it's not. Aku lihat hatimu. God sees your heart. Dalam situasi keadaan apapun, dalam kejadian apapun, perselisihan apapun, Tuhan selalu melihat hatimu. In any circumstances, God sees your heart. Oleh sebab itu, saudara dan saya harus jaga hati ini. So that's why you and I we need to guard our heart. Jangan pernah iri terhadap orang lain. Don't get jealous with someone else. Jangan benci sama orang Don't lain. Don't hate other people. Saudara belajar firman Tuhan sungguh-sungguh. Learn His Word, His Bible. Karena Tuhan tidak pernah bohong. Because God never lies. Ini the finest hour dalam hidup Daud. This is the finest hour for day in David's life. Hari itu Saul dan anak-anaknya mati semuanya. On that day, Saul and the children died. Sementara Daud berperang melawan orang Amalek, Akis berperang melawan orang-orang Israel. While David was fighting against Amalekites, Akis was fighting against. Waktu Daud membawa kembali semua keluarganya ke kota Siklag, Saul mati, saudara. When David took back his family to Siklag, Saul died. Dan tidak lama kemudian dia dinobatkan menjadi raja. And soon after that, David was anointed king. Saudara Tuhan bisa menggunakan orang-orang seperti Filistin untuk kebaikan saudara dan saya. God can use the Philistines in your life for to bring goodness into your life. Jangan kita menyesal menjadi orang Kristen. Do, do not regret being a Christian. Menyesal kalau saudara menjadi orang Kristen tetapi saudara tidak percaya firman Tuhan. You regret being a Christian but you don't believe in the, in the word of God. Menyesal jadi orang Kristen kalau saudara tidak pernah baca firman Tuhan setiap hari atau berdoa. You regret being a Christian if you don't read the Bible and you never pray. Karena Tuhan tidak pernah bohong. Because God never lies. Sebab itu akhir dari cerita 1 Samuel 29 ini ditulis supaya saudara dan saya bisa percaya bahwa setiap kita punya finest hour. So in the end of the story of the first Samuel 29 it says that every one of us has a finest hour. Saudara, dua minggu lagi Ruth akan lanjutkan dengan peristiwa di Siklag. Two weeks from now Ruth will continue with the story in the Siklag. Dan kemudian saya skip 1 Samuel 31 karena dan lalu kita masukin 1 Samuel 2 Samuel Saudara. I will skip 1 Samuel 31 and we go straight into 2 Samuel. Satu tahun kita membahas satu buku. And one whole year we, we 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 dissect the whole book, one one chapter. And saya harap saudara baca kitab Samuel, saudara. And I hope that you really read this, uh, the book of Samuel. Jangan jadi orang Kristen cuma ke gereja saja. Don't be a Christian that just attend the church. Dan kadangkala saya merasa ah kita ke gereja yuk hari ini yuk gereja ah malas ke gereja udahlah tidur aja. Sometimes we just follow our feelings and our situation. Now today I feel like going to church, and sometimes we don't feel. Ah, maybe today we just go to sleep. Gimana saudara bisa bertahan dengan tantangan dalam hidup? How are you going to be able to face the challenges of our life? Bagaimana saudara bisa bahagia dalam rumah tanggamu? How are you going to have a happy family? Bagaimana anak-anakmu bisa menurut kepada engkau kalau engkau melalui feelingmu saja? How would your children respect you if you only follow your feelings? 
Tuhan itu baik, saudara. God is good. Cuma yes. dia mengajar kita itu enggak enak. The way he teaches to be strong is not good. It's not. It's not easy. Karena waktu dia berbeda dengan waktu kita. Because his timing is completely different to ours. Dan cara dia berbeda dengan cara kita. And his way is different to our way. Tapi percayalah. But believe. Tiga puluh enam tahun saya jadi orang Kristen tidak pernah menyesal. Thirty over years I became a Christian. I never regret a day. Dan saya tunggu anda di surga nanti satu kali, okay? I can wait to be in heaven one day. Tuhan berkati anda. Thank you, Van. God bless you. Thank you.